ain't a podcast that's flyer. You are now tuned in to Direct Misfire. Benson, you and Selick, tell everyone to tune in. Let's roll the dice, let me show you what we do win. A fantasy war game, play it smart and you win. What you know about the crystal pen and the retribution? Hero, hero, giants and knights galore. It's an adventure, this is Kings of War. Let's go. G'day champs and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Missive. I am your host Bensom and joining me today as always is Selic. Hey hey. As well as Hugh. Yo. As we inspect and scrutinize the Australian 2022 Masters lists. So pull up a seat, grab a drink and let's get into it. All right, we're at the pointy end of the year, gentlemen. Yes, and it's been a while because of COVID and all that. Very exciting. Kings of War Masters is about to hit us and and all the players have been picked. Everyone's confirmed going and lists have been submitted and made public. So what we were going to do is read through them and try and give me an advantage. Well, we've got to actually touch on that a little bit. Come on. Benson's actually got into uh, hey. Masters. Yay. So, I think it's the uh, first year, yeah? Yep. Goblin line. Oh, boy. First in. He's done it with his goblins the pretty much the entire uh, season, and he's been playing really, really well with Obscure Lists. Uh, unfortunately for Grony Stark, a Snark, he's uh, probably got him a nerf along the way, but that's yeah. right. Yeah. Nerf yeah. just in time for Masters. Although it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> quite as bad as um, when my army didn't even exist for the only Masters I ever qualified for. So at least you got an army, even if they took your Snark out. <laughs> so there is that. But um, no, it's exciting. The top 10 players in the country are the ones that qualify, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. uh, based on a ranking system which pretty much all tournaments participate in. So it's a pretty consistent kind of ranking thing. And your rankings based on, is it your top three tournament results? Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Over the course of the year. So you can get different points and you get more points if there's more people that attended the tournament and this, that and the other, more rounds in the tournament. Yeah, there's rules, whatever. It doesn't really matter. But the important bit is the top 10 managed to get in, um, notwithstanding anyone that maybe can't go and the invite might slide down the list a bit if someone can't attend or that sort of thing. But it's in Melbourne this year at the, the Mighty House of War. And at the same time, Ken Ferris, who runs the event, also runs a narrative event, which is really fun for mm. all those people that didn't get into the Masters, I guess, but still want to have fun and, and play some narrative games. It's like a, a fun warm-up before the actual competitive event. I think it's sort of like a team environment, so good versus evil with a bit of neutral to, uh, sort of evening out the numbers for either side. And it's, I think we're supposed to have like a team captain and try and spur the other guys on i don't know i haven't really read through the the pack but it's, i'm pretty sure it's something like that but it sounds really fun yeah i had a quick glance over it um a, a, quite a few weeks back um seems really really fun i really want to get away from the competitive environment sometimes and i think mm. this sort of in in like gaming system is perfect for that and i think uh signups are still open there's still spaces so if you're keen and if you got the day off you should probably join in the fun yeah, get amongst it. This is uh, Saturday the 3rd of December yep. and uh, there are four rounds on the day, so it's just the Saturday and uh, it should be really fun. Yeah, as you guys said, it's good versus evil and then neutral players can join either good or evil depending mm-hmm. on numbers, I think, so that we'll mm-hmm. have a nice even battle and there's lots of sort of wacky scenarios and things like that. Uh, I think it's super fun. I was actually 
yeah, a little bit bummed when I qualified for the Masters that I couldn't play in the narrative with the Ratkin because they weren't allowed. Uh, uh, yep. But this this time around, I finally get to do it. Um, several years later, what with COVID and having to cancel previous events and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, mm. really looking forward to getting the rats into the event they were born to play, the narrative event. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get into the actual Masters event itself. So what are the details of the Masters event? Uh, the details of the event are that it starts on Sunday, 4th of December. There's four rounds, so similar to uh, the, the the other event, which is the day before, the Fortunes of War day before, mm-hmm. narrative uh, style. The Masters is the day after. Uh, the only slight weakness to the strategy of this format is that the fortunes of the day before will probably have the top 10 players in the country also playing in it, practicing their master's lists for the <laughs> following day. Because <laughs> that was certainly the case when it was in Canberra. So um, you've got 10, abs- at least, uh, as a minimum, you've got 10 absolute killers playing the hardest list they possibly can and a bunch of dudes trying to have fun narrative time. Just in- to interject, I won't be bringing a hard list. This will be... Because I don't want to give away my secrets. I don't want to show people how my list works. <laughs> I'm going to be taking something else. Uh, good call. I guess it matters. It depends if you're traveling and stuff as well, like like I was when we played in Canberra. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you might not choice, bring yeah. two lists anyway, but... Yeah, yeah I'm sure you're absolutely right. I'm sure some of the players will play like funzy, fluffy narrative stuff and then take some sort of absolute bore laker for the following day, mm. um, which of course we'll be getting into in this cast. You'll get the enjoyment of letting us uh, read through the top, all the top 10 players' lists and trying to work out who's going to win and of course go for our boy Benson. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so let's get down to it. Like, yep. It's uh, 1995 points, Okay. Uh, 55 minutes including deployment. So that's pretty standard. Okay. Uh, we've got all the usual sort of uh, terrain sort of nonsense. The pairings, however, does come in. It, it's it's really cutthroat in in that sort of top sort of range. So the mm. the first is playing the tenth in the seed, but realistically, from a skills perspective, I don't really see that playing too much of an issue. Yeah. So rank number one plays rank number. 10, Ten. Yeah. Rank number two yeah. plays yeah. rank number nine or whatever, yeah. as yeah. you say. Yeah. Um, there is going to be some painting scores, but everyone that is attending will score quite well there. I don't think that's going to come into it too much. You don't think, yeah? yeah? Yep. Bensom should, should get very good scores there. Yeah. I mean, it's not a, a huge, difficult metric to try and get all the decent scores for that, but um, mm. yeah, I think I'll be fine. Uh, and also what's slightly different about the Masters is round one is an army swap. So you'll be playing with your opponent's army and they'll be playing with yours, which is interesting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one too. So it's pretty much a standard event apart from, like in terms of format, apart from the fact that it's only 10 players and it is the top players. Mm. But except for that army swap, as you say, so round one is super interesting and exciting because you're going to get paired up against someone possibly playing an army that you've never played before Mm -hmm. and you just got to walk around the other side of the table and give it a crack. So I I suppose in that that sense, it's trying to be the truest test of skill. Um, It's not going to stop people taking super powerful lists because they still want to win the other three games. But yeah, yeah, like um, you can get away with taking some cheeky weird stuff perhaps that your opponents might struggle to use effectively and get an edge round one. I should have uh, taken a really poor list to at least sort of (laughs) put the odds in. One try to guarantee a win. <laughs> that was kind of my strategy, actually. <laughs> All right, let's get into the actual lists themselves. So who are we going to start off with? I think we've got to start off with Tracy. Number, Number one, one, world's greatest player. <laughs> What's he playing? So the biggest surprise for me was that uh, Tracy is taking Basileans. Yeah. Basileans? Basileans? Basileans. 
So he, he likes to mix up his armies. I think he gets bored and then moves on to something else. And I think he'll do just as well with Vaseline's being a top-tier army as anyone else, even if, if he hasn't practiced. But we don't know. We don't, like, visit all his attendances. He's probably played, I don't know, three, four dozen games with the Vaseline's by now. Oh, it will be considerably more than that. He is very <laughs> frequent on UB. Um, so I'm assuming that he would have played tens, uh, 20, 30 games, I would say, with Basileans. Mm. He loves it, um, definitely loves it. So I think the pros to his list is the Phoenixes. I think how he's going to use those two Phoenixes to support the three hordes. What's in the list? So he's got three hordes of men at arms swordsmen. Uh, so one of those is with the hammer of the measured force. So mm. always wounding on fours. So pretty handy when you've got 25 attacks sitting on fours. Then he's sort of hammer that he uses really well it doesn't sound like a hammer but he will definitely use it like a hammer is three regiments of alohi so Mm -hmm. those speed 10 hitting on threes uh crush two he's going to use them extremely well then he backs that up with some speed eight paladin knights all of these are vanilla at the moment uh Mm -hmm. then he supports obviously the men at arms with two phoenixes so the fire sparks with heal five, pretty handy there. They're just the default phoenixes, aren't they? Not the old one. Yeah, that's right. So the 145 point yep. phoenix. Now the weird one for me is I don't think I've seen Tracy take characters on foot like two dictators that he's got at the moment. So obviously just going to be providing inspiring for the swordsman, but mm-hmm. kind of an interesting take. So Tracy historically takes a lot of scoring units these guys are not scoring so the unit strength I wonder what zero. the purpose of these guys are then since they're not mounted they're not they don't have any items they're pretty on good them. value crush two duelist and inspiring and a decent nerve and iron yeah. resolve for 75 points i i totally agree Hugh. it it does but i guess my concern here is that it's a like what is that 150 points of inspiring effectively like it's Probably not going to add too many wounds, right? This this looks like his chaff because there isn't really much else. Slow chaff for a very quick army. Well, all he has to do is get them in front to try and stop something. Yeah, look, yeah, and true. I don't know. I think that's all he can do with the swordsman, right? And then hope that the swordsman get the charge. But mm. I don't know. It's going to be a tricky one for there. And then the more typical Tracy type unit <laughs> is the Ogre Palace Guard Captain. So the scoring hero, nimble. Um, that's yep. what he's been playing all year, and that's what's got him up into top spot at the moment or second spot mm. at the moment mm. thoughts mm. seems very trash and i think he'll do well <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he will do well um i guess my pros for his list at the moment is how he's going to use those phoenix i think it's going to in a 1995 scenario having really high nerve with quite reliable healing they're great value uh, is going to be handy and then back that up with paladin knights as well i guess the weaknesses i see is that his hammers at the moment realistically are those three aloha units at defense four at dash 14 like there is a vulnerability to anyone that has shooting and i guess Mm. we'll get to that later on true Mm. but there's two um paladin knights hit pretty hard as well the 16 attacks three plus uh, to melee and thunder charge too so you know they're fairly impactful and i'm sure what he intends to do is get like any two of a paladin knight regiment and an alohi some combination thereof whether it be two alohi two paladins you know one of each whatever into things 
and then just sort of spread out those three flyers wide enough that, you know, your opponent's kind of stuck with the idea of, do I crunch forward into his three hordes of men at arms, which don't do that much damage, but have a really high nerve and health pool, relatively speaking. Mm. Um, but if I do, I'm going to get outflanked by all these quick, relatively killy regiments. And knowing Treasy, he'll maneuver it in such a way that it's you know, kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place every time you try to rotate your unit. Oh, that, mm. that's the only guarantee about this list, is that you'll mm. be going, how am I being outwitted by a guy on foot? <laughs> it's, like, it's all the mind games. That's all it yeah. is. The Speed mm. 5 guys will somehow be MVPs, and I just didn't see it, so... <laughs> when the two Between the two healing phoenixes and the goddamn Iron Resolve, it is very, very hard to plink damage away mm. at this this army i don't um, yeah i think if once we yeah. have a look at everything the, the plink damage isn't going to be a thing it's going to be focus fire or nothing yeah that seems to be the way that most armies play these days yeah so there's there's tracy in a nutshell we've got 10 to get through so maybe we should motor on to the next yep. one yep sounds good we've got matt curtis here number two with the last dance which is a twilight kin list matt's won a few events over the course of the year and been very successful Mainly with Basileans, funnily enough. Hmm. But here he is with Twilight King for this event. He's got a regiment of Impalers with the mm-hmm. Warbow of Carver. He's got two regiments of Glade Stalkers, which is interesting. I think, didn't they get a nerf in the most recent one? Like slight points increase or something? Slight. I can't quite remember. No big deal. Apparently, Matt Curtis is like, who cares? They're still good, baby. <laughs> yes, so that's pro- right. <laughs> so they probably are. Uh, Threnian Seaguard. We also have a horde of them with just Fire Oil. Uh, so mm-hmm. lots of shooting so far. We've got backup dancers, which are the, the blade dancers, neophytes. We've got a horde of those guys with a hammer of measured force. Mm-hmm. So lots of attacks. Um, hitting on threes. Hitting on threes and always wounding on fours. And something, <laughs> I think something we'll notice that Selick noticed early. And you'll see if you can notice this as a trend, but there seems to be like, almost across the board really low defense armies so maybe these hammers of mesh of force are actually <laughs> in a really bad metaphor that's kind of funny but yep there's the the neophytes there we've also got the cronebound butchers we've got a regiment of them the crush two fury stealthy characters uh, and then we have a summoner crone with drain life and host shadow beast mm-hmm. and boots of the leviathan which is interesting quite a weird unit host shadow beast does he, does he know that's changed i guess he likes the Be- boots the of levitation one. so he can move at the double and cast a spell yeah, move at the double and cast Ho Shadow Beast, presumably either on themselves or on uh, Lathiel Blackheart, which is a unique special character spellcaster with Drain Life and Fireball. Mm. Then we've got Lord of Nightmares, who's a Mikhail. He's a, another special character guy with Crush 2, Dread, Elite Melee, blah, blah. And then we've got Cronebound Archfiend. Ooh. So that's the, the big yeah, scary spellcaster, big boy. Demon. 310 points. Smacky, smacky, dragon-style super demon. Yeah, so the one big nasty flyer. A lot of special characters. The, the Mikhail, Lord of Nightmares, is 230 points as well. So he's got some. He's got a heap of points sunk into very smashy characters. A few yeah. spellcasters and a lot of shooting. That's kind of how I'd summarize his army. Mikhail's mm. scary as well because he's yeah. almost... He's- Pretty much like an archfiend because that um, sort of armor he carries uh, allows him to double his attacks against heroes, monsters, and titans. Mm, yep. So he's going to have a lot of good matchups throughout the Masters, I think. Yeah. Um, the one thing I did like about Matt Curtis's army is it's quite balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have quite a bit of shooting though and I think that's probably his biggest strength coming in and, and as you've sort of stolen my thunder a little bit there, Hugh, but 24 elite shots a turn against a, a low defense field is going to 
pay dividends. And knowing Matt, he, he seems to have a really good target priority. His biggest con that I can see for Matt Curtis going through is not actually his list. Uh, it's going to be decision-making and that analysis paralysis. Mm. Um, so hopefully he can sort of get through that and, yeah, Victoria might take it home. Yeah, I mean, mm. I think it's it's actually 49 shots when you've got the feet, the sea guard in there as well. Oh, yeah, yep. As the, as the two regiments of Gladestalkers. So it's two regiments and a horde. It's not an excessive amount of shooting, but it is the kind of shooting that really tears up armies that are relying on hordes of defence four things and defence three hitty smacky things stuff like that mm. which um we're going to see a bit of as you said so so yeah interesting list mm. yeah one of my favorite lists of the event as well for exactly the same reason yeah it's actually not it's not a copy paste nightmare it's it's a nice cool list i like it. it's quite scary so benson <laughs> you know exactly who you're taking on first round yes and so that is Stephen devonish yeah that's correct and he is also playing goblins so it'll, no matter who loses goblins win so that's that's going to be great um and what steve is bringing a lot of rabble so he's got two regiments of rabble and two hordes they're all naked he's also got two troops of luggit gangs and he's also backing that up with a horde of trolls with debt packs and the obligatory chalice of wrath you've got to slap them on trolls every time following that he has a regiment of more beast packs and they've got the boots of striding so no hitting on fours for them he's also got two more pop launchers Two individual minces, which doesn't get taken very often, which is interesting to see. He's also got a winget with the bombs away, so it's the shooty variant with the um, eye in the sky, and that gives basically elite for the Morpup launchers. He's also got Grony Snark, two troll bruisers by themselves, both naked, Kuzlo and Madfall, as well as a king on chariot, and he is also naked. So looks like he's got a lot of unit strength. Uh, he's got 18 drops there. Uh, just about everything scores except for Grony Snark, basically. And I think everything that can have more pups has got them. Um, certainly both regiments as well as the hordes of the gobos and also the luggets. Uh, both those troops have more pups as well. So some of those little gobo units, they've got more pup cage, right? Isn't that the same? Yeah. So that mm. means it has the ability to be given a more pup. Oh, right. Uh, okay. So he hasn't paid the cost to preload them. So he or I in the first round will need to be shooting my own dudes to give them the more pups in the first round. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, right. So, so you'll be able to wield this list with a fair bit of effectiveness, I would have thought, since it's not exactly exactly the same as lists that you take, but you're familiar with all these gobo units so yeah you know, smack down. I mean, it's it's quite slow in comparison uh he doesn't have any cavalry the only thing he's got is the wing which yeah. isn't really a combat guy that's there to give that um the more pop launcher bonus as well as maybe score in the last round depending on the scenario i don't know i haven't checked uh and the king on chariot kuzlan might falls a bit of a wild unit like i find that either does well or it doesn't do anything but it is a speed eight nimble unit strength one character so that will also help yeah so the the key to steven and steven knows how to play these sort of lists is it's really going to be about that russian standoff so to speak so i'm going to feed mm. you this unit but if you take it i'm going to counterattack with three units mm. and he's just going to slowly do that up to, to make up so he's got superior drops on most armies across uh, this field. 18 drops, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's what he's really going to be focusing on. It's going to be a tough one, obviously, Benson, for you to sort of practice on first up, but 
I think as far as the list goes, it's really solid. Everything's pretty much scoring, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, it's going to be a really good army, I think, um, in the hands of Stephen and obviously yourself first up, Benson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to give you a bit of comparison so far, Tracy's Basileans had 13 drops, but 27 unit strength. Tracy's never, never shy on unit strength. <laughs> yeah. Matt Curtis's army only has 10 drops, 20 unit strength. So this has got, this has got eight drops to pop down after. Matty Curtis's army is completely out. So, yeah, definitely a very high drop count. Good good observation there. Mm. So, we'll keep moving. Uh, yep. So, Damian Madigan, he's taken on uh, taking the Northern Alliance in his 1995 list. So, he's got two regiments of Icekin Hunters, so the shooting unit with 24-inch with ice-tip arrows. Uh, one of those is coming with fire oil. Um, just to make sure that uh, any of those regen units are going to take a little bit extra damage. He's yep. got a troop of Huskars and two regiments of Huskars, one of those with Elite. Ooh. And then he's coming in with a regiment of Snow Trolls with Liliana's Tears and a horde of Chalice of Wrath. He's got more items than me, doesn't he? Jeez. <laughs> uh, he's got Bling two up. of the best units in the game, the Snow Fox Regiments. Coming in there at perfect chaff there. Then he's got an Ice Queen with Icy Breath and Scorched Earth. And Then, is that how you pronounce it, Bensum? Thane. Thane. Thane? Yep. Thane. There we go. And Talanar's standard with the inspiring talisman as well on the Thane. And Hrim, uh, the legend ice giant, uh, who I think is going to be the key to Damien winning games. He's a big boy. I think he'll live every game. Like He's so hard to take down. Apart from maybe Matt Curtis, who's got a pretty strong <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, pretty low mobility army, but no hordes. All like just super high effectiveness for their um, footprint sorts of units. Like the triple Huskars is crazy. For those who don't know, they're like the very elite infantry. Um, mm. So they come in regiments, but they hit like hordes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then the snow trolls. Lots uh, of attacks hitting on threes. Yeah, you know the toughest and smackiest of the trolls. So yep. also a potent unit, and yeah, as you say, really good shaft too. So and the icekin hunters, yeah, they got a buff recently. They got it a, a little bit cheaper, so they're okay. They're your, mm. your hunty scouty kind of shooty unit, which as we already rec- we already said, they reckon they'll they'll match up well into the meta. Yep. Mm. Hmm. So where I see the pros for Damien's list at the moment is it's obviously Hrim, I think is going to be the mm. key. Uh, like It's just so hard to take down, right? But the other thing is we've talked about low defense across all of these lists. Damien's is one of the ones that does have most of his key units are all defense five. True, true. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how he uses that and how the opponent takes on that mm-hmm. um, and sort of what he's going to focus fire on with the Icekin Hunters around what he, what he can actually protect his units on. But it does come at a cost. You can't have defense five and all the nice luxury units without having a bit of a, an issue with speed. So most of his key units are all speed six and speed five. So um, yeah, yeah, the snow foxes can do a fair bit of chaff, but can he chaff up, say, Chaffy's three flying units that can see over the top? It's going to be positioning, positioning, positioning. For yeah, I think he's going to have to play extremely well and deploy extremely well. This is what I would stuff up about this army. I put Prim <laughs> in the wrong place. Or I'd muck up like the snow trolls or something in deployment and then it's too slow to to react and they get beaten down. But this definitely has potential to be a good list into the field because it is t- it is tough, as you said, and it's still got that little bit of shooting to help deal with some of the squishier units. But it also gives Matt and Jeff something to smack with their hammer of measured force. And mm. for those who weren't counting, it's 12 
units with a unit strength of 21. Yeah. Indeed. So speaking of deployment, though, the next list that we'll read out, so Andrew Goodman's Night Stalker list, yeah. I think has, it's got, I think it's got the most drops. I think it's got 13. 13, it's, yeah. It's uh, got a lot of drops, obviously used by AG, who's notoriously always at uh, Masters. He's pretty much always booked his ticket. But <laughs> uh, I think deployment is definitely going to be key for him to make sure that he's got the matchups. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely got some of the biggest drops, uh, as, as you said, Selleck, but also the size of those drops. So we've got Scarecrows and we've got a lot of them. We've got two regiments. And four hordes of scarecrows. <laughs> so, so many scarecrows that no other human being other than AG would have bothered to paint all those scarecrows. But he's definitely got them. And in fact, I think he's got even more than that because he's a lunatic. <laughs> he's got uh, two planar apparition as well, just to float around in mind thirst and lightning bolt things. He's got a shadow hulk, so the, the big giant kind of thing. And yep. then he's got two... Hey, wait, wait, wait. Does the shadow hulk have brutal? None. Uh, no. No, it doesn't. Okay. Cross strength three, mind thirst slayer, and stealthy and strider, and then you've got butcher flesh ripper. Two of those guys, so it's the the ogre character style thing. Yep, and two void lurkers. Ooh. So two of the flying super killy stuff. So yep. he's got all his killing basically in two dragon monsters. Mm-hmm. He's got a few little scoring characters that can sort of waddle around and score points. Uh, and then he's got a whole heap of just meat shields. Meat mm. shields galore. Uh, so as Selleck said, 13 total units with 23 unit strength, which might be a bit lower than it looks because those scarecrows are a bit lower unit strength mm. per size because of their low points but they're going to take up a lot of points on the table a lot of space on the table there's going to be almost no room to breathe when you deploy this army yeah so my issue with this list i'm going to start off with the cons first up okay. is low defense everywhere pretty mm-hmm. much uh apart from the shadow hoke and the shadow hoke uh, shadow. and the butcher flesh rippers they got defense five yeah but everything else is defense three and over six rounds, that's going to all add up. If you have a look at somebody like Damian Madigan's list, which has a lot of three-plus hitting, a lot of high attacks, it's going to grind through that by turn four, right? Played aggressively. Mm. Where I see a little bit of an issue with it is it doesn't have any ranged offense. So it's got some mind fog that's not going to do anything. He doesn't have anything that can reach out and sort of tap into chaff units which is going to yeah. be a bit of an issue and it's going to tie him up. But like, I mean, I'm not sure what he's got on his sleeve. Uh, those two regiments I'm, I'm assuming are going to be used quite aggressively and then the hordes are going to be used more strategically. Planar apparitions, I think, are going to be uh, more of a chaff unit as well with the ensnare. He it's uses an expensive chaff well. unit. Yeah, but he uses them really, really well. And they seem to hang around, right? It's hard to sort of... Yeah, they're incredibly hard to, to remove, the planar apparition. Mm-hmm. But also they have heal 14 across the two of them. So yep. probably a lot of armies, like certainly armies that rely on plink damage, which you rightly called out, is not what master's lists do. But uh, yeah, they, they're going to struggle trying to do get through one of these hordes when you like half kill them. And then they just full heal back again. It's going to feel mm. bad. Uh, and even worse when it's on the Shadow Hulk or a Butcher Flesh Ripper that's just standing yeah. in front of your horde and you can't get through them because they're so tough and they keep healing. One of the Void Lurkers has Brew of Haste, bringing it up to speed 11, while the other has Meat of Madness, just to give it 21-inch charge. So yeah. that's obviously pointing to that, uh, that Alpha Strike with those things. He wants to yeah. charge with them. It also must be nice to not have to play in, pay for inspiring across your whole army and get free healthy <laughs> so that yeah. uh, all these units that are quite vulnerable to shooting just don't have to care at all. That must yep. be really nice. But but ultimately, this army, I tend to agree with Selick. I think it, it's quite... 
it feels it seems weak on paper like it's very tough it's it's got a lot of unit strength it's got a lot of high nerves and a lot of wounds to chew through but it's got two void lurkers that if you kill them it doesn't do anything mm. the whole army doesn't do anything I'm, I'm not sure you do kill them though you i don't know how you would to be honest though because i'm sure i'm sure ag <laughs> will find ways to to hide them carefully but this is also like i see this as like an argument inducing army because because ag will just have footprints all over the board so that your your army can barely move and he'll be getting that laser pointer out and those bloody void lurkers will be charging the tiny heel of your unit that you that you left one millimeter out <laughs> yeah. that technically can yeah. be seen Plates from behind voice. the hill or whatever every single game and that's how he's going to be winning games is mm. by is by getting that laser pointer out so um, <laughs> declare every single unit you move when you play against this list is what I'm, I is am what I'm not saying. sure that I even try and kill the void lurkers no just saying. Uh, I think the key to beating this list is not in the Void Lurkers, the Hammers. Mm, just go through the Scarecrows. I reckon if you kill the Scarecrows that are all Defense 3, they've all got pretty shit nerve, Like let's be honest. They're dash 14 for the Regiments, dash 21s for a Horde. At Defense 3 is not great. Uh, even with Heal 14, I don't think they're going to be healing like that. I don't think I would be deploying like that. And I look at the other options... Defense for Void Lurkers with 17-19 with 14 heal around. I don't think that they're going to die. But I think if you can take off all of his unit strength everywhere else and leave him with, say, unit strength 5, you'll beat him with two, a horde and a regiment, for example. As long as you've got something on the table. But yeah. uh, each Void Lurker can only take out one unit a turn, really. So mm. Well, and as long as you don't give it a flank, right? It's not going to take a unit out. Yeah. Like, it's going to come in and do, what, six wounds? Mm-hmm. Well, either way, you're going to have to kill the Scarecrows, obviously. It's just yeah. a case of, can you get can you do it? a cheeky kill on even one out of the two Void Lurkers mm. early and mm. then just spend the rest of the game chewing through the Scarecrows? Yeah. Either way, like if you can mitigate that killing power that this, this army barely has any of, it does seem very beatable and on the mm. weaker side for, for an AG list, I think. But yeah, copy-paste galore and it looks, uh, looks super not fun to play. So <laughs> at least that's consistent. Well, the Scarecrows aren't going to be offensively doing anything, right? So speed four, melee five. Oh, I mean, maybe we're su- be maybe surprised. We'll be surprised. Maybe he's going to yeah. drag some fools down with him. Yeah, I'm sure oh. he'll have some stories afterwards, which will probably be quite funny of, of what died to Scarecrows. <laughs> Just the weight of attacks. Like, if you get three hordes into something, like two in the front, one in the side, like, we'll see how we go. All right, let's move on. Let's get on to Ken Ferris's list. He has, what's he called them, Firestarters, the Forces of Abyss. And in that force, he has a horde of Lower Abyssals with the Healing Brew. He's also got two regiments of Flamebearers, they're naked, a unit of Gargoyles, two hordes of Molochs. Look, he's also paid for the Despoiler Champion upgrade on both of those. Uh, he's got two regiments of Tortured Souls. What else have we got? An Abyssal Fiend. So that's the Walking Demon. And he's also got an Ifrit with the Diadem of Dragonkind, spitting out Fireball 21. That's nice. A little toasty. <laughs> <laughs> Coupled with that is the Abyssal Warlock. He's got two of those. They both have Drain Life 6, as well as Zasusu the Betrayer. He's got Bane Chant 2 and Lightning 4. Yep. Uh, so that's 13 units with 23 unit strength. But I don't think that's the pro, right? So we've just discussed the low defense across the board. This is very, very similar to the convict list he took mm-hmm. um, that I lost against, actually. Ooh. So Ken is going to lose Masters. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so the, the biggest strength is, like, I mean, goes without saying, right? It's the shooting. So he's got, he's got a fair amount. <laughs> fire Bolt 30. 
he's got Lightning Bolt 4 and Fireball 31. That's what yep. he's got in this list. The the thing that complements is the way that he uses his gargoyles. It's the way that he uses the Molochs. So they're the, the things that you have to try and shut down the shooting with that he can counter with. So he's actually mm. quite blended these quite in well. The Tortured Souls, after their nerf that they got, eh, a, a little bit, but he'll deploy them wide most likely to make sure that he's he's got flank opportunities, which is how they actually kill things, and he'll try and keep them relatively safe as well. So if you can combat and not get within 12 inches of some of these units, uh, which mm-hmm. most armies do, apart from maybe Steven uh, and Damien, so they've got quite slow armies, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are going to be super vulnerable to this type of list. They're going to get chaffed up a little bit or caught in that middle ground, whether they go forward and get the charge next round, but then get blasted literally by like 65 attacks Mm. which is how he works so he was just taking off my zombie legions in a turn so just focus fire pick a unit take it off yeah which is which is how you work right so Mm. good play uh gonna be interesting to see how he goes yeah it should be interesting and i I suppose tip number one to deal with this army early i guess is take that afraid out because fireball 21 (laughs) for 145 points is incredibly efficient but it's very easy to kill uh so provided you can get in combat with it or 145 points Defense for eleven thirteen. Defense if you can 11, catch 13. him, yeah, it's just <laughs> got to be able like to catch a, him. Any spellcaster, like similar kind of value for like a decent level spellcaster, but that fireball twenty one, oh, you yep. can't just leave it alone. You got to deal with it. You can't just let that hit you five turns in a row. You're gonna get cooked, man. Yep. Yeah, get cool your list. chestnuts roasted. All right, let's move on to the next one. All right, so Ogres, finally, we got in here. Even after a couple of nerfs, Adam Story has taken them. He's been using them all year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's going to be loading up with shooters, a horde of shooters first up. Then he's got two regiments of the Warriors. And one of the best units in the game still, even with the points increase, is the Siege Breaker. So he's got three hordes of those, one of those with Fury. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then he's taken the big deal Mammoth. He's got a sergeant with a crossbow, uh, which is great on a, on a chariot as well. And then a berserker bully and two of the best inspiring units of the game that are still under cost of Mantic. Uh, <laughs> that is Ogre Warlocks uh, with Lightning Bolt and Drain Life. Yep. Both of those two. So 11 drops with a total unit strength of only 20, um, but very solid 20 um, unit strength, I think. The biggest key here, I think, is that everything is scoring. Everything's quite hard. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to be good to see Adam go. No Namagarok. Yeah, no Namagarok. No, no, no I, I noticed that his, too. his 25 points or whatever it was, uh, nerf, was a bit too much maybe for yeah, him. Yeah, put him over Yeah, probably just enough to squeeze him out of the list perhaps. I mean, it's still like remove Chalice of Wrath, remove like maybe one other thing and, up, and you can upgrade one of the Warlocks to him. But yeah, but yeah, the, I mean, he's pretty lean on magic items to be fair to him and he, he probably didn't want to sacrifice anything else and that's fine. I mean, my only disappointment with this list really is that despite the points increase, we still see three hordes of shield siege braces. Sledge, sledge derpers, <laughs> sledge derpers. Let's yeah. go. With that. Three hordes of sledge derpers is too many when you could have one horde of one thing, one horde of another thing, and one horde of a third thing, and make it a but bit this more is of an interesting, fun <laughs> army to play. But to be fair to Adam, he's probably painted up three hordes of shield breakers, yeah. and that's yeah. the you know it's only just happened. He doesn't have time to to go out and paint a whole new army. So so I imagine that limits him to yeah. a degree. But I hope it's not just. 
to, for the sake of the game, I hope it's not just, oh, no, this is still the only choice worth taking. I'm just going to take Siege Breakers till the cows come home. I would like to mm. see some variation in the Ogres. Mm. No, I think there is a lot of variation now. Uh, I think it's good. It's probably oh, the good. one army that's very vulnerable to Matt Curtis's uh, Blade Dancers, Neophytes, mm-hmm. Neophytes, uh, with the yeah. Hammer of Measured Force. So 25 attacks hitting on threes, always winning on fours. That'll destroy mm. this sort of unit uh, face-to-face, which is normally the Then strength. again, his shooting's not going to do much to the Siege Breakers before they get in with their D6. So, you know, that's also a bit of a counter. Well, I don't think he's going to be targeting them, right? He'll be targeting the Warrior Regiments or something else with lower nerve. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, cool army, uh, pretty Solid. standard ogre army, I suppose, uh, for what we've been getting used to seeing. Mm. Yeah, seems very uh, top heavy, like only ten units, so it's all in the the uh, mammoth, the siege breakers, and then just a bit of variety, uh, a couple of scoring characters. Well, the next person on the list is a bit of a goose. Should we skip over his list and yeah, cover probably. it last? <laughs> yeah. Not bother it. Should we? Should we, in all seriousness, cover it last uh, and talk about how it's going to beat all the other lists? Yeah. Why not? Let's, Let's do, do that. Uh, so we can move on to the mighty Luke Schaefer, who is taking the forces of the abyss. So we've got two units of gargoyles. Uh, we've got count them one, six hordes of tortured souls. Four, five, My six. God. I've counted them. That's a lot. Six <laughs> hordes. Uh, and we have a seductress with a gnome glass shield, which is cool. Mm-hmm. A great unit. This is one of the best gnome glass shield wielders I reckon. I definitely rate mm. that unit. Abyssal warlock uh, with just the firebolt, just to chill out and inspire, I guess. We've got a despoiler champion with nothing on the large cav. And we have the manifestation of Bale, which is the uh, big scary demon killy thing. With Lightning Bolt 7, that's going to fly around and be a sort of dragon light. Yeah, only 7 attacks mm. and low nerve. And he's actually smaller as well with height 4, but still quite expensive at 265. 265, yeah. yeah. So he's, he suppose he's more like a heavy griffin rather, rather than a light dragon, but uh, whatever you want to call him, he's a demon. <laughs> and you've ended up with what you've basically got here is you've got two units of chaff, four supporting characters that can keep up with these million flyers, and then just six of his exactly the same horde all of which have which is speed eight flyers yeah so i think that the key to being successful is the use of those six tortured soul units right i hope so there's nothing else in the bloody army (laughs) (laughs) i I know that it sounds so bloody obvious but how he's going to deploy those how he's going to be moving them in the first probably two turns is actually going to dictate how he wins or loses a game and on the flip side of that, how the opponent's actually doing it. So there's not one unit that has phalanx in all of these 10 lists. Yep. So how he's going to be using those uh, is going to be very interesting. Phalanx overcosted, maybe. Yeah, well, eight, 18 attacks hitting on fours. So he needs flanks. He needs flanks because I mean, he can't. D- don't get me do wrong. Against this army, I'd pay double the points for phalanx. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but clearly, the Masters players in general think that, that perhaps it's not worth it. It's 1995. But, yeah. Like, it's 30 to 40 points for phalanx, and you can't put it on everything. So you can basically just avoid that phalanx unit mm. yeah that's the that's the problem you just avoid him with the sh- with the with the flyers right and you're paying yeah. 30 or 40 points for that if unit someone had then- phalanx he's got six bloody units of the thing so you stop <laughs> one and <laughs> it's, it's probably more like 15 to 25 in most cases but then you so frequently play armies where it does nothing that you're like i'm i basically got like two or three magic items in my army that just don't yeah. have an effect, so mm. I can see why. But realistically, when you have a look at this unit, so like the Tortured Souls are height two, mm-hmm. so they're going to get blocked by their own things. They need to combo charge to take anything off. Mm-hmm. So they're only going to get nine hits at, what, Thunder one, Crush one. So they're going to struggle to take a unit off 
by themselves. Yeah, it's all about the combo charges for sure. So that's going to be the key to playing against him, but also the key for him to win. He's got a combo charge and set all of these up. His MVPs are going to be the gargoyles, I think, in the end. Yep, using terrain to block your flanks. If you can shoot, like, against some of these armies, like Matt Curtis's armies or Damo's army or something, if they can shoot off his gargoyles in turn one and then use big bits of terrain to block their flanks of their defense five Mm -hmm. or or very fighter units, this army's going to really struggle to get through them. Yeah, because they'll only have one turn, right? Yeah. One turn, realistically, where they'll actually hurt. uh, And then after that, they're going to be on the cusp of being routed. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a nightmare to play against. And maybe armies like this are why things like War Machines are not very popular in the meta right now, at least across this Australian Masters list, as you'll see. Mm. And you'll notice that almost every shooting unit, if not every shooting unit, unit has is either in like a one of those kind of regiment scouter units that are relatively yep. tough or they're in a horde like you don't have light chaffy shooting units in any of these lists which would be the food of these tortured souls yeah that's it it's a very fast army so yeah not sure that it matches up well against the against the field and not not too upset about it to be honest because how could you make an army more dull than copy pasting the unit six times <laughs> i'm sorry 1200 of your 1995 points on the same unit I don't I don't dig it. I think they'll look pretty cool, maybe. He's got some really good-looking figures. So that's 12 so. units in the entire army with a total unit strength of 23. Yeah, very fast army. It's surprising that it holds up that well on unit strength, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so many unit strength, two units, though. There's definitely lots of ways that you could out-unit strength one of those units with just a regular mm. regiment or something. Mm. Yeah. And then we have Stephen Tuck. A former master. Tucky. Yeah. Uh, he is bringing the Order of the Green Lady, and in that army has two regiments of Nyad Heart Pierces, a troop of Centaur Bray Hunters, and he's also got a regiment of Order of the Brotherhood. They've got a vial of Sacred Water and the Banner of the Green Lady. He also has a regiment of the Order of Redemption with Blessing of the Gods, who's so got an elite on those fellas. It's also got, what's that, one, two hordes of Order of the Forsaken. Mm. Uh, one's got Jesse's Boots, one's got Blood of the Old King. Both have the Vial of Sacred Water. And we've got a couple of heroes here. One is the Devoted, so that's a spellcaster with a Conjurer's Staff, Heal, Banechant. It's also got an Exemplar Redeemer on a Winged Unicorn. And two lone, two lone unicorns? You can't have two lone unicorns. <laughs> two unicorns. <laughs> a pair. Yeah, a pair of unicorns. Mm. pair of lonely unicorns. A binary of corns. A binary of corns. Binocorns. So that's 11 units with a unit strength of 18, which is, I think it's the lowest in all of the lists. Definitely lowest unit strength. One of the lowest drops as well. And for those of you who didn't really understand what all of these different orders of this, that, and the other are, basically he's got two regiments of shooty boys, one troop of chaff, and then two regiments of knights, and a bunch of flying things. Hordes and characters that fly. Order of the Brotherhood is just knights. So hitting on three is defense five, 16 attack, 15, 17. Nice. Fine. Mm -hmm. Mm. They've got Pathfinder. Redemption, they're also standard knights. So speed eight, melee three, defense five. They have more attacks though. So they've got 20 attacks uh, with crush one and thunder one. So instead of just your standard thunderous two. And they've also got regen. Mm. And then the Order of the Forsaken, they are large cavs. So they're flying. Mm. So this army is extremely fast. Pretty much the lowest speed. Not counting the naiads that just stand back and and shoot their their crossbows for the most part. Everything else is at least speed eight. And yeah, many of them speed 10 flyers. So this is a, it's sort of a similar list in a way to to Luke's in that it heavily relies on flyers to do all its damage. 
except those regiments and hordes of flyers and cav, respectively, hit an awful lot harder. Mm. Yeah, and and they're also a lot tougher, right? So if we have a look at loose list, it's all defense four. This is defense five with fifteen seventeen nerve. So it's actually quite a bit tougher. Yeah, to be fair to Luke, all tortured souls are dash seventeen for they're some reason. Fearless, That's yeah. one That's of right. their biggest strengths, but. Yeah. But yeah, the higher the higher defense uh, with most things being D five, you're absolutely right. Um, it's it's a tougher nut to crack. Yeah, so I think this has got two or three key aspects to it, which I actually really like this list to take out the masters. It's all going to depend on Tucky's dice rolling, which God bless him. Uh, so twenty <laughs> shots at eighteen inches with Pierce one, I think is going to be really devastating against a lot of defense three and defense four units. So mm-hmm. the conversion rate's going to be great. The same with two unicorns at the moment that are really hard to target prioritize those guys because they're so cheap and they're, they're really hard to track down, right? They can always get into good spaces with their speed. 12, 14, defense 5. But having lightning bolt 10 just floating around is also yeah. something that you need to counter and they're an inspiring unit. So tick, tick, all there. And, and I've already mentioned it, but defense 5 across his key units uh, so the Order of the Brotherhood, the Order of the Redemption, and the two Order of the Forsakens, that's going to be really, really hard to deal with for a lot of the armies that I've just seen. And heaven forbid you get combo charged in this list because it will it will take you off. Unlike, uh, I think Luke, he's going to have to get some lucky sort of combo charges inside that space. But this one here is almost a guarantee that you will get taken off. 18 attacks, mm. 20 attacks, hitting on threes. They've all got crushing strength, so they can actually go that second round as well. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting interesting one to see yeah. how Tucky goes. They're just rolling three, and especially against the defense of the field, they're just rolling threes and twos on virtually every single attack that the army has. Mm. And yeah, as you say, they're, they're frequently packing, because they're combo charging, like upwards of mid-30s attacks that hit on threes and twos, so they're getting like 20 damage on a unit. They're just taking off literally anything yeah. very reliably. So yeah, it's well, scary. And the order of redemption, has elite as well uh, with the blessing of the gods so yeah. 20 attacks hitting on threes re-rolling ones with crush one thunder one but it's a bag of hammers army it's got unit strength yep. 18 you know like yep. um, the Stevens Gobbo list has unit strength 25 and 18 drops so 7 more drops after Tucky so you kind of got to play this army better to to get the win but that doesn't mean he mm. can't and I, I know that Steve can do it and I think yeah great choice as your pick for most likely winner he did it for Masters with 8 drops didn't he or 10 drops drops or something last time mm. double dragon i don't know so, but he's yeah. definitely a good player and I, I, I like steve tuck a lot i really uh i hope he does well in the event but the guy who we really want to win the people's <laughs> champ let's take this down a notch the people's <laughs> champ ben benson rantle uh wielding the I've heard of him. do you want to do you want to run through your gobo list sure okay and after going through all these lists i look at mine i think this is not a master's list what am i doing <laughs> so we are starting off this delicious menu with a horde of rabble nothing special about them We've also got a horde of Luggets, so this is Grogger's Lug Lads. And then we've got the fancy more beast pack, the Mugwins. They only come in a regiment. Then I've got a troop of Mincer Mobs, and I've given them <laughs> the Skirmisher's Boots. Ooh. And then we have a single War Trombone, a Goblin Blaster, love me Goblin Blasters, and a Goblin Slasher. I thought I'd give him another go post-convict, since he's been given a bit of an upgrade. I mean, he did pretty well there, didn't he? Hmm. Uh, it, was, it was average, but now he's got Unit Strength 2, which will help, and a better gun. He's got the War Trumpets, and yeah. I've still slapped an aura on him 
for that rampage. And I've also taken a giant, equipped him with the cleaver, so he's got uh, Slayer and nice. Crony Snark, just because I like the guy. <laughs> it's, can't do that combo anymore, but I still like him. And then the uh, obligatory Flaggot with the Bane Chant, so a little bard with the Loot of Insatiable Darkness. Wizard! Crown of the Wizard King he has. It's also got Knowledge for 1, Lightning Bolt 3, and Bark Skin. I've slapped on him. And last but not least, we have the formation. So that's two regiments of the cavalry. They're both equipped with more pops, and there's a king hanging around as part of that formation on a mount. That's uh, 14 drops with 21 unit strength. Quite heavy on the cavalry for dealing damage, but unlike, say, um, Steve's Tuck's sort of, you know, 18 to 20 attacks, hitting on threes, winning on twos, these are like goblin cavalry, but still. Yeah. They, they can hit pretty hard if you, if you roll the right dice. Yeah, so on the charge, I'll have 20 attacks, hitting on fours, unless I get in terrain, because they have more pops. And then they also have that formation blast rule so mm-hmm. any sixes is sort of six. extra attacks yeah that's it if you roll yeah. enough sixes these will hit harder than tucky's units you know <laughs> yeah and they'll also damage sixes. themselves and then they die <laughs> true true that is a downside but yeah I, I love this army because it's my sort of army in that it's got one of everything and then it's got uh the, the only even remotely could be potentially accused of a copy paste is the the formation in the which formation everyone's the same unit <laughs> yeah. but it's a bloody formation what are you going to do yeah there's not, not even rabble a, a copy pasted in this in this army it's just a bit no. of everything uh, and so yeah th- this is going to be the hardest army for anyone in this event to play in the army swap Thanks. Good job, a, Stephen. <laughs> and then Ken puts you up against the only other Goblin player. Oh, man. I would have uh, loved to see you swap this with... with any other Honestly, army. any other <laughs> any army. Any other army. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, the keys yeah. to your list, I think, is actually going to be the Groggers, the Luggers yep. Late. And okay. And I think the way that you use your flag at the Bane Chant, that's, that's probably a big key for me having 30 attacks hitting on four whether he rolls the with, four plus you mean on with, the bane chart uh, <laughs> uh, at crush two i think is going to be like it, that'll surprise people i think it will take off units if they underestimate it, it. even surprise me <laughs> the other thing that i really like about your list uh, other than obviously grony snark and a couple other units is going to be the slasher I think that the War Trumpets now, that's going to be one of those ones that's going to be a great finisher. It's going to be hard to prioritize that unit against like when you're trying to attack it because uh, it is only it is unit strength 2 now, which is great, but it's very hard to prioritize it, I think, against all the other hordes and things that have high unit strength. So mm. how you're going to... That'll still be surviving most games, turn 4, turn 5, uh, and don't underestimate that War Trumpet being able to take off units and win a game uh, by doing so. Yeah, so, I think uh, there's between the Slasher, the Giant, the King, uh, and then the the various different uh, Gobbo Cavalry units, it's got a, quite a number of options for a multi-charge that could be quite devastating. Mm. Perhaps more devastating than it looks like on the tin on the surface when you're first just glancing at it. It's deceptive as. Yeah, so it's going to take some stuff off. And I like that for those times when the bang sticks just completely fluff it or they rolled too many sixes and just like nuke the crap out of like a gargoyle <laughs> unit and then <laughs> damage the themselves worst. so much and then just get taken off well at least uh if, they, if when they do fluff and you leave a unit on a lot of damage 
you can just uh, cheeky knock it over with with one of those trombones because uh, I feel like that's their their main purpose. They rarely burn down a whole unit, but if you've got a heavily damaged unit, they can pretty reliably finish stuff off. So it's nice to yeah. have in the army as well. Yeah, good for cleanup. Yeah. And the bark skin will also help the bang sticks when they damage themselves to try and keep that nerve going. Yeah, I think the bark skin is a very good complement to this list. Just thinking how I would play it, I think there's a lot of really good things particularly now that I can see all the other armies that I'm going to be up against. Yeah, I see a lot of good applications for it. Yeah, I liked my list until we started this cast. <laughs> 14 units is on the high side. 14 uh, drops, that is, mm-hmm. which is to be expected for goblins, I suppose. In fact, I think you're the highest other than the other goblins. There's a few 13s around mm. uh, and a few 12s, but yeah, you, you are the highest other than Stephen, who has you by a mile on 18 drops. Mm. But yeah, 21 unit strength is, is kind of middle of the pack. Um, most of them are sort of only really... Uh, uh, Tuckies is a little low on 18. Everybody else is... In fact, it's probably on the lower end, unit strength-wise. 20, 23. Yeah. So, you, you are going to have to kill stuff, but um, I can get it done, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be all right. It's it's a dice game. <laughs> yeah, I think it just requires dice a little bit more than some of these other Masters lists with all their copy-paste and their very reliable dice and stuff like that. But I think what I've got going for me is this is just a bit of a twist on what I've been playing for the last couple of years. So, True. I know how it works and... And I think I wield it well. Yeah, you'll play it super well, definitely. Mm. Oh, for sure. You just might get shafted by dice at some point. I, I think I say that to you a lot when you go and do events, <laughs> though, and it keeps not happening. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. I hope to catch a few people out because it is a bit of an unusual list. It doesn't look like it has much focus, but I have my plans. I have mm. my, my secrets. <laughs> well, it must be said, though, that there's a lot of the 10 players that aren't playing lists that they have got into the Masters playing, if that makes true, sense. True, Yeah. So, uh, like, I think it's about 50-50. Uh, so, it's going to be interesting to see if somebody takes it out with an army that they've just been practicing in the in the shadows, Tracy, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> or if if it's somebody that's actually, hey, you know what, I actually really know this unit or this, this army and see how I go. Um, I do want to touch on the scenarios because they are sort of released. Okay. So, there's four games. Uh, the first game is either going to be Dominate, Invade, or Control. The second game is going to be Pillage, Raise, or Salt the Earth. And the third game, Loot, Push, or Plunder. And the final game is either going to be Fool's Gold or Smoke and Mirrors. Ooh, so Ooh. I've got the advantage in the first round with uh, Invade, Dominate, or Control. So all very objective-based, spread mm-hmm. out, lots of unit strength, lots of units. Good luck, Stephen. Yeah, when Good you say luck. you've got the advantage, <laughs> to, be, to, to remind listeners, it's because you're playing Stephen's list in that round. That's right, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you're right. <laughs> it's not really a better Goblins list, but it might be a better Goblins list against your Goblin list in that scenario, I suspect. Yep. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Ken, for matching that up. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, Ken. Although you could probably smash through your list with a lot of these other lists, my dude. So I think you were Definitely. probably in a good spot almost no matter what. Yeah, so, we'll see how we go. Favorite list, uh, other than other than Benson, of course, the people's champer, who we, of course, <laughs> all want to win. Who's your pick to win and what's your favorite list? Okay, favorite list, I'm actually going to go Matt Curtis. Uh-huh. I actually good quite call. like the balance of his list. I never thought I'd hear you say that. I never thought I would say that. But uh, no, to be honest, he's got a balanced amount of shooting. He's got some heavy hitters that actually counter up well. He's got enough unit strength to be okay. His only issue is going to be the drops, but you're going to get that with a Twilight Kin list or an elf sort of list. Who I think is going to win outside of Trey Shee, 
<laughs> I, I really want Tucky to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his list can actually be pretty good. He plays it really well. I've played him in the past up with a similar list. So, yeah, he's going to be my Smokey to take it out. Go Tucky. Good yeah, call. Good call. his list is very similar to his Convict, which I played against, and it was quite scary. So that's also pretty good. But again, other than Tracy, I think Matt might take it with his Twilight Kin list. It's a very scary list, but I actually like the look of Ken's Forces of the Abyss. That just just speaks to me. It's so awesome. shooty. So shooty. Yeah. It's not really a gun line, but it's very shooty. I don't know. Lots of short range shooting. Yeah, short it's going to require some good positioning. It's not just like stand at the back and line up and roll dice. Mm. Then got, got two got hordes of Murlocs, a couple of tortured souls for the reach and if reach. <laughs> yeah, good call. He uses it well as well. So. so Matt Curtis to win Ken Ferris' favourite list. Yeah. Interesting. I think we're going to have all different different ones here. Uh, That's good. My favourite list is Damos. I really like uh, the... Uh, I mean, uh, my favourite list and the person I want to win in, in both cases is actually Benson, but we're not allowed Thank to you. Benson. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so... <laughs> Demo's list is my second favourite. Um, I really like uh, a bunch of Huskarls. I, I, I just think mm. they're really cool. I really like the Ice King Hunters. I think they're really fun. I, I like the Scorched Earth on the Ice Queen. He's got those few ways of mitigating his slowness. And I like the big stompy Supergiant as well. Mm. And I, I just like the Northern Alliance in general. But I think Damo's going to play that in a really fun way. And I look forward to him playing AG and just like having a really good matchup and stomping the crap out of him. But if that does happen, Damo, for goodness sake, please, mate, just declare every single unit that you move that you, and just ask him what his arch fiends can see every single turn, like time you move a unit so that he can't say the next turn that you've got him in the... He's got you How salty are you? Um, <laughs> I just would hate to see that loss after how cool your list is and... I'd ask who hurt you, but I think we know. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. Um, other than Damo, the person to win, uh, you know what? Just gonna just gonna take the uh, the low money odds, you know. Like I'll just pay, oh, take the safe bet, mate. Don't. Tracy, Tracy's, <laughs> Tracy's got it in the bag. He knows something we don't with these low high regiments. He's gonna wield the phoenixes really well. Like they're units that typical Tracy. They don't on paper they don't look like the best units in the faction when the faction's full of really great units. Like he's almost picked the ones: Elohi Regiment, Man at Arms Swordsman, Paladin Knights, Phoenixes. He's almost picked the ones that aren't the super deadly units in the faction almost and he will find a way to make it work and, and kick ass and win just win by just having more reps than any 10 other Kings of War players combined so, unless yeah. he comes well, up against me I think I might have him <laughs> yeah you have his Achilles heel a bit You're, you've beaten him a few times I think he might be due for a win against me yeah like we've played it a few times but like I'll win then he'll win then we'll draw and then I'll win then he win that kind of backwards and forwards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so it is worth saying though that uh, he has the most unit strength. So he has 27 unit strength in his list, and that's the most out of all of them. Oh, really? Yep, that's right. So, How much has um, AG got? Uh, AG, 23. It's got 23. Ooh. Yeah, so, like, I mean, right. okay. deceptive. Deceptive Tracy. That is what he is. So he's going to be playing the objective game the entire, whole time better than anyone else. So mm. it's going to be interesting to see how he goes across all of these four games. Max unit strength. Boom. Yep. Mm. yep. All right. He'll make it work. All right. We'll, we'll probably leave it there with a, a nice big good luck to everyone. Uh, most like an extra 10% to Bensom uh, <laughs> and Tracy. Don't just give other people a chance, mate. Yep. Good luck, lads. I hope you have a really fun event. Good luck, everyone. Um, and if Ken Ferris wins, we can always just say it's because he cheated because he's a TO. Yep. Seems fair. Are we streaming? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we're going to be streaming. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully we can live stream so you can watch some of the games as well and we'll be commentating. Well, I 
I won't be since I'll be playing the, well, the dang depends thing. Depends how quickly you lose, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep, the, it- the intention is to get a stream set up uh, with some commentary in there. Do you think we can get some information out about that, Selic, if, if we do manage to set that up perfectly yep. so people know where to tune in? Yeah, we'll get it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. That'll be fun. And you can always watch the stream after the fact as well if you're in a different time zone yep. or something like that and can see all the best players in the world who all happen to be in Australia just coincidentally playing each other in the Masters. And me. And Benson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Hopefully, that was insightful, and we'll see you soon. Go, Benson. Master 2023. Thank you for tuning in with my team. Make sure you follow on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, indeed, more than a game. It's a lifestyle, yes, sir. Hope you realize that the math hammer doesn't work. <laughs> we give the people what they desire. Australian war gaming podcast, direct misfire. You don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, we got plenty more. If you're ready, let's go. Stay tuned, that's for sure. Hey. All right, that'll do. Oh, it's 2022, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, it stuff is. that up. <laughs> Next year. Next year. (laughs) Next year. I'm already reading for you next year.